1: In today's episode, we're diving into one area of branding and visual identity that's so often overlooked and poorly executed. Brand photography. Not to be confused with a stiff, outdated headshot that you took at JCPenney Portrait Studio. We are not talking about that. That's not sexy. Nobody wants to see that. And we are definitely not about that type of photo shoot here. So today we are talking all about brand photography, because it matters.
0: And we want you to avoid all of those terrible headshots that people talk about behind your back. So let's dive in here, guys. Just as we know that branding is so much more than just a logo, brand photography is so much more than just a headshot. Think of it this way. People eat with their eyes before they dig into a meal And when people are discovering you online and visually consuming your photos, your website, your content, all of that begins to create an impression in their minds of who you are and how you are before they even meet you, before they even send you a DM, before you even talk to them on the phone or meet them in person.
1: So why do you need brand photography? Part of this is that we want you to be the role before you are the role hmm So we hear a lot of questions like, how do I break into luxury? How do I build a team? How do I inspire people? How do I start getting speaking gigs? You need to show up as the future version of yourself in the present. So one secret that I sometimes tell a few close friends, and I'll tell you today, is that before I ever got my first paid speaking gig, I went to an event and during lunch, I went on the stage and I grabbed a mic and I sat all cute in the cute little chairs next to their ferns (laughs) and I had my girlfriend take a picture of me and I put it up on Instagram in my stories and I just posted it there and it gave people the idea that I was a speaker Mm -hmm. because I was holding a microphone because I was sitting on a stage. Mm -hmm. And within two weeks, I had booked my first paid speaking gig. So sometimes you just have to step into the role that you want to play in your life before others can see you as that
0: thing. So true, because it might be true in your head, but unless you start projecting that, nobody else is going to know. Universe isn't going to have your back. You need to put it out there. And look, we're not telling you to be fraudulent to do something that you are not equipped to do. But Candice, I know when you took that picture, you were more than capable of speaking as an expert on multiple different topics. You just hadn't yet had the opportunity to because you hadn't yet positioned yourself visually as a speaker to your audience. And then what happens the moment that you did two weeks later?
1: Yeah. Booked. Booked. It wasn't like I had like the brand name behind me and I was like pretending to speak at the specific event. It wasn't Mm -hmm. about that at all. It was literally just having a microphone in my hand. It's having a microphone and headphones on like I'm a podcaster before I ever was a podcaster. There's pictures of me like that as well. And so thinking about every role that you want in your life is just a decision. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if that's the role you want to play, if you want to be the luxury agent, then be seen in luxury houses. You can make that possible.
0: And like, look, think about it this way, because I was reflecting on this earlier this year when I turned 31 in June. And the thing that everybody always asks you is like, oh, how does it feel to be 30? How does it feel to be 31? How does it feel to be 40? How does it feel to be 25? 25. You're like, I don't fucking know. I haven't done it yet. Stop asking me that. Ask me a year from now. And you become that person. You become a 31-year-old or a 40-year-old or a 25-year-old over the course of the next year throughout your experiences. And it's the same thing. If you want to be perceived as a certain way, if you want to grow into a new role, into this future version of yourself that you have a vision of, you need to do it now in the present. Not need to, but you have the opportunity to. But if you continue to just project the same, you're going to experience the same. And so, you know, be the role before you are the role. That is one of the first things to understand about when it comes to developing intentional brand photography.
1: I think it's like kind of going back to when you're a kid. Kat, tell me if you've ever done this, like when you were younger, did you ever like gather your family around like in the living room and be like, I have a performance for you. Let me, I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to do a dance. I like, I'm going to reenact this movie scene. I don't know. How did you know? I knew it. How did you
0: know? I, I
1: mean, I saw it in you. Oh but when you were young, you weren't afraid that you weren't talented enough.
0: Right? <laughs> no, you just fucking produce that talent show. You forced your grandmother and your mom and your exactly. dad and your grandfather to sit down and watch.
1: And I kind of want everyone listening to embrace that energy, that energy of your youth, where you weren't afraid of what people were going to think or say. And you were just excited to share and to to show off. And I know yeah. that makes people feel uncomfortable, but I love saying it like, If you want things in your life, you need to just start stepping into that version of yourself. And it's a decision, and it's a choice, and you don't need permission.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just brought that up. So if my brother ever listens to this episode, I have to share y'all. Okay, so I have a younger brother, baby brother, even though he's like, you know, like six foot, 220, whatever. He's still my baby brother. He's all tatted up. But I'm five years older than him. And so... When we were younger growing up, so my grandfather is Irish on my mom's side, and he would always buy us these VHSs that were recordings of live shows of Irish tap dancing. And one (laughs) of the star tap dancers, this is like late 90s, was Michael Flatley. And his signature VHS that we would like watch so much that it like, I swear, burned a hole in the tape was called Feet of Flames. And we were like (laughs) tap dancing Feet of Flames, my brother dressed up in like all black. He kind of looked like Zorro, but he was also Michael Flatley. Oh my God. And gosh. he would be dancing. I would be doing like ballet in the background because I practice ballet. <laughs> oh, I have not thought about that for like 10 years. So thank you. Feet of Flames
1: reenactment unapologetically yes. in the living room, making yes. everyone watch you. And I just mm-hmm. want to embrace a little bit of that energy again because people uh, are I so afraid of. Putting themselves out there. And if you can go back to being a kid when you just literally didn't care. Right. I think there's a lot of value in that.
0: And a lot of freedom. There's something like beautiful about ignorance sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like the saying that ignorance is bliss. There's certain situations when no, that can bite you in the ass, but here, this can kind of like liberate you. Like younger, you didn't give a fuck. So neither should you. This is just this is brand photography. This is branding. This is for your business. You're not saving lives. You're not a rocket scientist. We're not carrying cancer. We're just trying to make a fun livelihood and be able to support our family and do what we love. So let's have fun with it again.
1: Let's have fun with it. So that first part is about being the role. yeah, right? Stepping into whatever that role is. The next part is you got to find the right photographer for you.
0: hmm This is not the time to use your cousin's friend who's a wedding photographer or a newborn baby photographer this is a business. We take it seriously. You're going to be investing. We need to work with professionals. And however, guys, no judgment here. We all started there. There's a reason that example was oddly specific because it is the <laughs> exact first photographer that I worked with. 100%. But we're elevating here. We're being intentional. So brand photographers, they get it. Right, Candace? They just understand. They understand
1: the details, the nuance of wardrobe and lighting and why choosing a specific location really matters. They understand cropping, editing, the impression that certain things give off. Small things like standing at the head of a table can demonstrate leadership.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: Right? Small things like writing on a whiteboard can demonstrate that you're the teacher, you're the educator, the one giving Mm -hmm. knowledge. And so brand photographers understand how to position you as how you want to be seen. And it's very different than a wedding photographer who is capturing, you know, The love love. of your life. Yes. (laughs) Which is great, y'all. Yeah, which is great. And we love wedding photographers. That's amazing.
0: And Candice is getting married very soon. So she's totally going to have a wedding photographer there.
1: Totally. But when we're talking about building your brand and building your image, Mm. you want to have a professional brand photographer. Mm Mm-hmm. So my favorite tip for finding a branding photographer. Yes, I love this.
0: I have actually used this now that I moved to DC. So thank you, Candice. No problem.
1: Is going on Instagram or TikTok and literally typing in brand photography and your city. So brand photography, San Diego, brand photographer, San Diego. And then I can go to each of those profiles that pop up and Hopefully, their feed is their portfolio, so it's the people that they've worked with in the past, and I can see if I like their style, if we vibe. So that's a really, really easy way to find a photographer in your city on Instagram or TikTok, just using brand photography plus your city.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you're in, you know, a smaller town or more rural area, just start with the largest, closest metropolitan city near you. So, right, we know a lot of folks who live in and around the Nashville area. You can start by just saying brand photography, Nashville, or, you know, I'm in the DC area and there's a lot of other smaller towns in Virginia and Maryland nearby. You could say brand photographer DMV, because Mm -hmm. that is the shorthand for this region. And you can really find like the best of the best that come up and definitely pay attention. Like Candace said, each photographer, just like you, has their own brand vibe, their own touch, their own signature. It's like how film directors have their own touch. You know, when you're watching a Quentin Tarantino film, you will know when you are working with a certain photographer, they like to use certain editing tweaks, touches. They probably have a signature favorite location, you know? So definitely be discerning and understand that what you see is likely what you're going to get when they work with you. So if it doesn't feel like it vibes with you, move on and find somebody else. This is business. It's not personal. I love it. Our next
1: tip is you always want to prep for your shoot. If you've never done a lifestyle photo shoot before and you're going to make this investment, you definitely want to make sure that you take the time and you are intentionable. Intentionable. intentional.
0: intentionable, intentional. Did we just make that up? We'll <laughs> add that to the clever girl dictionary. Okay. Done. <laughs> you are
1: intentional about mm. planning for your shoot. So the right image you're trying to portray comes across. So the first step in that would be to develop a mood board on Pinterest in collaboration with your photographer. A good brand photographer is going to sit down with you for about 45 minutes to an hour even before your shoot to make sure that they're asking you all the right questions like, what are you trying to portray and Mm -hmm. what is the vibe that you're going for? They're going to sit down and ask you those questions. If your photographer is like, yep, I'll meet you on location. That would be a red flag for me. I'd be like, wait, what? Nope. Red flag. Yep. Total red flag. Like ask for the check. Mm -hmm. Have your friend
0: do the 911 call. Yeah.
1: Not okay. Yep. Mm -mm. On to the next one. So (laughs) make sure that they understand the vibe and they can often make suggestions for your locations, for your wardrobe, that kind of thing. So good Mm -hmm. photographers are going to do that with you and you should sit down and take that time.
0: Also, just like, you know, Candace shared, we want you to be the role before you are the role. We also want you to dress for that role, dress for your brand, dress to impress. You've heard it dress for the job you want, not the job you have. And this extends to your wardrobe, your clothing, your jewelry, your shoes, your hair, your makeup, how you style your hair how you style your makeup, it says a lot about you. It creates impressions. And, you know, one of the things that we love to do, because we actually have a photo shoot coming up in a few weeks, and we were discussing the other day of how to make the most of the least by using a capsule wardrobe. So if you haven't heard that term before, I invite you to go and Google the term capsule wardrobe or even put it into Pinterest, because Pinterest is very much a visual search engine. But essentially what it is, is that you want to leverage neutral bases, solids, and then use signature outerwear to create memorable contrast. So black leather jacket, anyone, I never take a photo without my black or my red leather jacket. And, you know, it's an opportunity for you to use a signature color, ideally from your brand color palette to stand out. And Candice, you had a great tip about accessories. Yeah. Right. Not just clothing.
1: I love to make it easy to swap out accessories to change up your look. So maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not changing my shirt or my jeans, but maybe I added a hat or a scarf, or I took off a blazer and added the black leather jacket, or I took off the blazer and added a cardigan, like making it really simple to change the look by just adding layers or maybe, you know, throwing my hair up in a ponytail after I've, shot a lot with my hair down just switching up the look with easy things that don't take a lot of time and don't require you to like go find somewhere to change like you Mm -hmm. can just you know change it up really quickly that's not
0: fun to do on the fly we've tried yeah it's not
1: (laughs) it's not so like in our last shoot we were just on the streets in new york and we were just you know dropping our clothes and changing out our jackets and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and it did make different looks Mm -hmm. so Definitely don't be afraid of bringing accessories that can easily change up the vibe. Mm -hmm. And consult with a stylist if you're unsure where to start. It's not that your fashion vibe is off. We're not saying that. It's just that oftentimes working with a professional can really help you to elevate your look or try things that you wouldn't have before that you might discover that you really love. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of major department stores actually offer free professional stylists. Like I met my stylist because he worked for Macy's and would style me. And also I know Nordstrom's often offers professional styling as well. And it's a free service. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of doing something like that. It might be a little bit uncomfortable at first because you maybe, you know, you're new to that stylist and they got to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a lot of value in letting someone else kind of teach you things about how to dress that you might not have thought of before.
0: Yeah. It's sometimes hard to see ourselves clearly, right? Which is why, which is exactly why people hire consultants like Candace and I to come in and retool their brands and provide strategic insight and feedback. Stylus is the same thing. They're a consultant. They can look at things Taken together with all of their experience, look at your unique vibe and be able to make recommendations because they're not in it. They can work with you on it, Mm -hmm. right? There's such value there.
1: Yeah, so important.
0: Mm -hmm. So, the next really critical part of brand photography is locations and lining up locations to be as efficient as possible. So, you're not running around all over town. Nobody wants that. Traffic is a nightmare. Um, But to also be intentional about them, right? So this is something that, I don't know about you, Candace, but like when I moved to D.C. a few months ago, I moved to the heart of downtown. I drive by and I'm like, oh, there's the Capitol. That's the Mm -hmm. Capitol. It's in my backyard. I need to get used to that. There's the monument. There's the Lincoln Memorial. And these are extreme examples, but I'm using it to illustrate a point. Certain locations in your city or town, landmarks, they have history, They have a brand in and of themselves. And so what does it say about you? If you and your brand are seen and immersed and partnered with these other brands, you know, these other locations brands, how can that help elevate you? How can you leverage certain locations to position yourself to your ideal clients? Right? Absolutely.
1: So definitely think about the landmarks in your community. It also is a point of connection for the people who live in your community, for mm-hmm. them to say like, oh, I go to that same shopping mall, or I go to that same, you know, whatever it happens to be, I've mm-hmm. been in that place. It's a point of connection that actually makes it easier for them to talk to you online.
0: That's a really good point, because what we want people to say is, oh my gosh, Candace, I see you everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they may not have physically seen you at that super cute little coffee shop or that new restaurant opening, but they did see a beautiful lifestyle image of you in their feed and on your website and in your newsletter. So it creates that feeling of omnipresence.
1: It's also thinking about your audience. Who are you trying to attract? Where Mm -hmm. do they hang out or aspire to hang out and be seen? Those locations are the locations that you want to be seen in. So if you're a real estate agent and you're trying to attract luxury clients, think about what are the country clubs, the gyms, the lounges that they're going to, the restaurants, the happy hours. You want to be seen in those places. Mm -hmm. It's going to help someone say, hey, they're like me. And we all know people love working with people who are like them, who have similar values, who have similar interests.
0: It helps build trust and trust builds relationships, relationships build business. And This piece of advice, this recommendation is as old as, you know, you've probably heard this for the the agents listening on this call, park bench theory, being in the right place at the right time. And we're just doubling down and doing more of that and being really intentional about it instead of leaving it up to, to chance or to luck. And we definitely want to incorporate multiple locations here, right? We'll get into the frequency of these brand shoots, but at a minimum, we want to see you know, about three locations. That's a good number with two to three outfit variations per location. So essentially you'll end up with nine looks, probably a couple shots per look, that content, you can definitely extend and repurpose on multiple different areas on and offline. So a lot of times
1: people ask, like, what should the frequency of these brand photography shoots, like how often should I have them? And ideally every season so winter spring mm-hmm. summer fall so that when you are posting on Instagram or now that TikTok is now asking us to post photos i don't know if you all have heard TikTok is so crazy yeah is going back to kind of like a carousel post anyhow mm-hmm. they're starting that so we would like you to have photos that feel right for the time of year okay mm-hmm. So you're not going to be wearing a scarf in the middle of August, because that might be weird. Or maybe you are, depending on where you are.
0: <laughs> you look out of touch. They're going to wonder on your mental health. Yeah. Nope. We don't <laughs> want that, people. You know, you want to appear timely and relevant. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. So ideally, four times a year, you probably could get away with three, but you always want to look fresh.
0: Mm-hmm. So fresh and so clean. So another question that Candace and I get often is, how much should I be investing in brand photography. And so we've been doing this a long time. The Cat and Candace Research Firm. The Cat and Candace Research Firm. Ooh, I think we should trademark <laughs> that. I love it. So, in our informal yet formal research, working with entrepreneurs around the country, a few actually internationally now, we found that generally the investment of one brand photo shoot runs you about the average rent of a three bed, two bath house in your market. Why? because it's reflective of the cost of living of the photographer that you are going to hire. Right, Candice?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, we do see variations of pricing around the country, but you'll notice that those variations are very closely related to the housing costs. So if you're thinking about how much you should be spending, I would say whatever it would cost to rent a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house in your community that you live in, That's about how much, it's like a ballpark figure for how much your photo shoot should cost. I usually tell my clients 30 to 50 photos is what you're trying to get. 30 to 50 edited photos is what you're trying to get from each shoot. Mm -hmm. That'll get you far on Instagram and on your website and in your blog or everywhere else that you're gonna post photos. If -hmm. you do that every quarter, you'll be golden.
0: Yeah, and you know, look at this investment as not just, a few photos that you're going to use, but there are so many places that you can leverage your brand photography for maximum impact. Like Candace was saying, you can use it as still content in your social feeds on Instagram, for Pinterest to drive traffic to your blogs on your website. If you do have a blog on Facebook, we know organic is definitely rebounding there. Apparently on TikTok. Thanks TikTok for copying everybody else, mm-hmm. but I guess Instagram also copied you. On your website, right? To seasonally update and make your digital presence appear timely, on print collateral, on event invites, in your newsletter, with branded merch. You know, a, well, maybe not branded merch. Do you want? Do you guys want a T-shirt with our face on it, no? Cat and
1: Candace, right on the front of their sweatshirt?
0: Just our faces on, on the front breastplate. Yeah, I mean, is that is that too much? It might be too much. <laughs> Let us know if you want that. Maybe just leverage your logos there. (laughs) But there's so many places that you can leverage this. Essentially, anywhere anyone visually interacts with you, on or offline, it's an opportunity to leverage brand photography. So the value of it is a lot more extensive and expansive than when, you know, first meets the eye.
1: Brand photography can help you look more official. And that can really impact the way your audience perceives you. Mm-hmm. So it is absolutely an investment in growing your business. And I think that a lot of people are missing out on mm-hmm. the impacts that this could really have.
0: And like we shared at the beginning of this episode... We are visual creatures as human beings. Everyone is programmed that way. We may learn in different ways, but we are definitely visual creatures. We eat with our eyes first, and then we ask questions later. And we want to make sure that people are asking the right questions, that we have the right people coming to us. And that is all within our control with being intentional about what we wear, where we are seen, how we are shot, where those assets are shared. It's like Candace said, a powerful tool that has the ability to alter how people perceive you. It'll help you build credibility, elevate you, and it will differentiate you from others. So if you found value in today's podcast, subscribe to
1: receive our Not Nice Clever monthly roundup. And don't forget to share with all your friends to check out Not Nice Clever. And if you know they need help with brand photography, maybe you want to send them this specific episode. We'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for joining Not Nice Clever. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question, we'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here signing off. You're not so nice, but also oh clever besties that mean business. See you next week.